Here we are, ladies and gents. Shy and low. I like that. That's good. That is good. Hi, welcome to KBZX with Shy and Dan. We are live right now. We're doing it live. We're doing it live, guys. We're doing it live. As the great Bill O'Reilly once said, we'll do it live. <laughs> is he still doing stuff? You know, I think. I think he just kind of waits for shit to happen and then spouts off. Well, because didn't he used to be like the O'Reilly factor, like big, big host on Fox, and then he just stopped or... Was he on Fox? I think he was. Well, he wasn't on like Fox News proper, but like I think he had like a show on Fox. You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Bill O'Reilly. I'm going to find out real quick because... Not to be confused with William O'Reilly, the owner and starter of O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Why do you know that? Is that I true? I don't. I just made it oh, okay. up. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was thinking of, uh, I think, Bill Lauer. Matt Lauer. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that dude on, like, MTV or something? No, he was on, uh, I think he just got fired. Um, he was on some, like, mainstream media. Uh, oh, wait, no. I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he just got fired for a bunch of sexual harassment stuff. Ah, uh, one, one of the old Me Too's? Yes. Yes, and if you Me Google Too it, electric people often ask, what is Matt Lauer doing these days? And then it says, laying low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. But yeah, he uh, <clears throat> he's focusing on family. <coughs> And getting a divorce, probably because he was harassing women in, you know, in the studio. Probably because. We don't know, though. You I know. mean, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, we don't know, and honestly, I don't care. It's not like they took money away from the guy. He's probably still sitting in his McMansion. Man, a McMansion sounds so good right now. Big Mac sounds good right now. I'm so hungry. I just woke up. I had half not, a piece of chicken. That sounds delightful. Was a, oh, I had a uh, a bowl of tomato soup because my stomach still makes me nauseous. I don't know what happened. I'm like coming out of the depths of being sick. What did you have? You have the COVID? No, it was just like there's the actual flu is still ripping around over here. Okay, okay. And so for like, well, okay, so before Christmas, I started to get sick. You know what? Let's back up real quick because if we're doing our show here, it's been a minute since we posted. So I think we need to let's back up before you being sick and you stealing the show with your oh, woe was me. Yeah. And maybe let's update the audience on the happenings (laughs) for the last, what, eight months about. Good Lord. So so let's see. As as spoken on our last podcast, um, our last episode. We talked about um, name tiers, and a uh, and topic that came up was me having a daughter, and she's born. She's eight months old. She's very, very healthy and happy. That's really all that happens uh, after you have a kid is your life turns into all about your kid, which is great. Um, but Shiloh, <laughs> on the other hand, has... Shiloh, why don't you, why don't you tell him you're the last eight months of your life? Uh, a roller coaster is kind of what happened. So my life exploded because, uh, so I have 
a mother that wasn't doing like super well health wise. And I have an autistic twin brother that was like kind of helping her out. It was kind of like this symbiotic relationship that they were living in. But my mom was not thriving at the home. And I received a phone call one day and my mom said, Hey, I just fractured eight vertebrae the other day. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. I, I stood up out of the chair and just broke eight bones. And I looked at my wife and I said, we can't live in Bozeman anymore. We need a house because I think the Jenga tower is about to topple and we need a home base rather than a tiny little apartment. So, uh, we picked up shop in Bozeman, uh, moved five hours away from five me. hours i think it's like 300 and some miles away uh to the place where she is from which is in the butthole of uh montana but uh you know what houses are cheap up here and so we moved up this she put in her two weeks the second that she had a job offer we moved we all got jobs up here before we had a house the jenga tower toppled my mom ended up in the ER for a little bit just because her body like stopped working. So I had to go back home. I got my brother into a special needs home within a week of doing that. Mom uh, went into a nursing home for a little bit. I came back here. We bought a house under against all odds. Then uh, my mom went back home in i think it was the end of november and my older brother was going to take care of her and it was about two weeks then he was just like ah i'm done with this i'm leaving and so then i had to go back down grab her and pick her up and now she's staying in our guest bedroom and we're trying to figure out what to do with her so i didn't realize she was uh living with you guys at the moment she yeah she is now um because if not she would be dead because she can't do anything yeah I mean, not nothing, but like pretty much she's, uh, she's immobile because she can't like stand up or sit down on her own. That's the, the thing. It's interesting too, like hearing what your 2021 has been like was a lot like my 2020 in the sense of like, well, I mean, in 2020, right. I moved back from Michigan Oh, that's right. In the middle of the heavy, heavy COVID pandemic. And like literally it was we moved back in April <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when the nation was shut down. Right. Had to quarantine <laughs> for three freaking weeks in Montana. Had to move our stuff into storage for a month, out of storage for a month. Got into the condo, bought a house. You know, Allison's Jeep broke, bought a car, started a new job. She started a new job, quit, started another new job. Like, bought a house, found out we were pregnant. Like, granted, it seems as though my 2020 was more joyful. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, you've been you've been through the ringer. And hats off for being able to handle it all. Yeah, it was, uh, I feel like that can be a whole topic one of these days. Because it's, uh, yeah, it has been an adventure. It's been crazy. It's been good. It's been growing. But. Currently, I'm sitting in a house, so that you, that's pretty that you rad, bought. too. Yeah, like literally had the job. I think it was 
it was at Walmart. Well, it is at Walmart. That's where my job is because it's very exciting. I think I had it for like two months and I had to work crazy hours to get my hours average up. And I like hit it by like three hours or else the bank wouldn't have given us a loan. So like it worked out. It's weird too because the the same exact thing happened when uh, when we were buying our house because Allison had just – and this is – we have – really good credit but so that kind of helped us and i don't know where your credit is but we had really good credit Uh, i remember she's a unicorn right we're a unicorn oh i thought just she was the unicorn well we're married so you know (laughs) so anyway she she had just started a job she was only there for i think like two weeks and they're like well all right we're gonna keep asking for pay stubs every week to prove that you're working 40 hours because you need to consistently work 40 hours. And it was like, that was scary. Cause it's like, shoot, man, that like the rug could get pulled out from underneath you at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a scary thing. Buying a house is so stressful. <laughs> so stressful, but it's, I don't know, like stepping in and owning a thing. I can tell you walking around naked, making eggs in your house as opposed to an apartment, way different. Totally different. Totally different being naked in your own house. Because like windows that open up to the street, and I don't care. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, so we've been in our house a year and a half. I st- I'll be like, you know, I don't know, standing in my closet, right? Or like the light will go out in the family room, mm-hmm. and I'll have to replace the light bulb, and I'll be on a ladder, right? And I'm like, wow, I've never touched my ceiling before. <laughs> like, like it fucking matters, you know. <laughs> but I need to pee while I'm up here. Right, and I can if I really wanted to. I could just let it go. <laughs> and the resale value probably would go up. Yeah, probably would. But I think I think all in all, though, it's exciting because we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Yeah, recording episode number four, motherfucker. You know, today uh, we're going to discuss your kind of cult. The type of cult that, you know, you know, the type of cult that you want to be a part of. The one that caresses you, loves you, um, and uh, brings you in, and maybe doesn't try to get you to kill yourself. It, you know, it's so far. weird, too. This is actually, it's kind of crazy that we're doing this topic today, because no joke, we went to uh, Petco. And, where the pets uh, go, that's what I hear. It is where pets go. It was a pets, it might have been PetSmart. I don't know. They both should sponsor us. Um Okay, absolutely. And while we were there, we, were, you know, got the kid out of the car and, you know, we're getting ready to walk in. And these two girls <laughs> walk up to us and they look like they're gypsies. Like, no joke. They're wearing, like, sheets. I'm, I'm in. Right. And, you know, the one girl's like, hey, would you like, she said, she's saying this to my wife. So she's saying, uh, would you like to pray to Jesus together? Okay. And my wife's like, no, no, thank you. You know, they're like, okay, no problem. And that was it, right? End of. Okay interaction so we go in there i buy my cat food we come out now mind you it's the same two girls and me and my wife are pretty obvious people because <laughs> i'm six five she's six foot <laughs> mm-hmm. right you'd think they would remember an interaction that happened about 10 minutes prior and your um, child is 5 11 by the way that's what right we're not mentioning. came out of 5 2 um <laughs> You know, so so then they approach me, and they're like, excuse me, sir, would you like to, I think they said, like, pray to Jesus. And I'm like, 
you know, like me and Jesus, he's my homeboy, right? So we're good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you very much. They were like holding books. And I didn't, I was actually, I kind of wanted a book, but, um, cause you never know, it'd be fun to read. And then she started talking about how like today's the day, mm. like today is the day of salvation. He's coming. And I'm like, like my ears perked up and, but you know, I had to, I had to get home, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of wanted to, kind of want to have sounds a, like a, a good conversation is what it does. <laughs> right. Like I want you to tell me what you know, because obviously <laughs> you know something I don't. <laughs> What's the secret? Right. Yes. All I know is it's about nine o'clock and nothing's happened yet. <laughs> and if Jesus ain't coming back at nine o'clock, he's not coming back today, baby. I'm but, sorry. Better not knock on my door. It's bedtime. <laughs> You know? <laughs> <coughs> Wait, you're going to the pet store at 9 o'clock at night? No, we were there. It was at the t- I'm saying, no, I'm saying she said today was the day of salvation. All right? oh, that, was that, oh, that was today. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is it's not about 9 o'clock and we're just chilling. And you still got three hours. Right. I mean, he might have a dramatic ending to the day. I don't know. Maybe he's got to go to Walmart. Maybe he's got to pick some stuff up. Maybe he does. I don't know. I'm just saying he's running out of time. And I don't answer my phone after 10 o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's true. It's a good time. Well, Matt, I'm so interested. I want to know what they know. I think, so, she also said that she was, like, reading from the Bible. I don't know which one. Cause there's... And that's, yeah. Right, you know, I don't know. I've I've read the Bible many times. Not the I shouldn't say that. It's not like I've read it from cover to cover, right? <laughs> but I've been uh, I don't know what you'd what you'd say like very involved, right? Okay. For a long time, and I guess there I, I guess I haven't found the calendar where it's like. What do you mean? Well, like you know, like what's the date today? Sixteenth. So January sixteenth, day of salvation. Huh. Like I haven't seen that in there. She but, she yeah. apparently knew. <laughs> so like. Her version obviously has a calendar in it. I wonder what the 17th is. Right. That's what I'm saying. Day of coleslaw. Ugh. I would love to punch the guy in the face who invented coleslaw. Well, hold up there a minute. Like, do you mess with coleslaw on a sandwich? So listen, the only way I'll eat coleslaw is two ways. All right. One, on a pulled pork sandwich. And two, on a Nashville hot sandwich. <laughs> that's it. That's, I mean, that's typically how I like to use it. Like, but, but you've seen those people sitting there stuffing their faces out of a bowl of coleslaw. Oh, absolutely. And it's disgusting. I wouldn't intentionally be one of those people. All I'm, if listen, was... if there's someone listening right now, if you, okay, listen. <laughs> so you're shoving your craw full of coleslaw. If you're one of those people who shoves their craw full of coleslaw, I want you to like comment on our page and be like explain yourself to me like do put a review in and explain give us five stars and explain why you eat coleslaw out of a bowl change my mind here like i'm open to it but as far as i'm possible to change that mind like i as a child i would never eat coleslaw out of a bowl same only now while being an adult if i absolutely have to will i what what in the world is happening to you where you absolutely have to eat coleslaw out of a bowl. If I'm at like a potluck and there's just crap everywhere, you know, then it's like, well, I need a like serving plate 
and I don't want to put it on like a hot dog or like a, a hamburger, right? Like some sort of insatisfactory thing for coleslaw, but I'm still hungry. Then that's like the time that I would do that. But if you're at a potluck, you don't have to take the coleslaw. I'm going to. Like, I got to try everything. Ugh, you're one of those. I can't go to a potluck. I'm one of those you. people. I couldn't. Because I'm like happy to not take something, but take doubles of something else. Unless I know I hate something. Like, no, I'm not messing with a potato salad. Really? Nope. I, so I don't like the dumb salads that aren't really salads. Is it just because it has the name salad? No, it's just because it's like, okay, here's potato mayonnaise and whatever the thing is. You say oh, mayonnaise, egg huh? salad? Here's egg mayonnaise and whatever. Egg right? salad's like, gross, straight up. But like, dude, potato salad? Oh, God. All day. Like a cold potato salad yeah. just sounds like the worst thing ever. You gotta have it with mustard in it, though. See, it just sounds gross. Oh, man, that sounds delicious. I need to, like, <laughs> I need to make some. That and, like, actually, uh, I like tuna salad uh, with macaroni noodles. With but, what? R- ramen noodles? No, macaroni noodles. Also, no. Absolutely. Like, I won't mess with the macaroni salad I think salad what it is, either. though, too, is because, so, like, like you're, you're a native Montanan. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and then moved to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Allison, my wife, she lived in and grew up in New Jersey. Okay. So she hears about like these casserole dishes and all this stuff that I used to eat. And she's like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Ah, uh, so it's a Midwestern. Totally thingy. Midwestern thing. But, but like, and I was like a pariah because I ate or I did not like green bean casserole. What? Do not like it. It's Creepy. disgusting. No, it's so good. What? Like, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. And anybody who thinks it is is lying. Wait, are we talking about, like, unless it's different, like, when I think of green bean casserole, I think about, like, holiday events, like hot green beans in, like, cream of mushroom soup, right? Like, same sort of thing? Yeah, uh-huh. With the crispy okay. onions on the top, right? Yeah. So, great. Delicious. No. It's awful. Because, like, okay, when I eat a green bean, all right, they're either whole or they're cut. Okay. When you make green bean casserole, you get those freaking disgusting ass, what are they, French cut or something like that? I green think it's beans. just like a diagonal cut green bean. Yeah, it's, it's fucking disgusting is what it is. And then you put it in a disgusting soup, which, like... Okay, I don't know anyone who just eats cream of mushroom soup. Like, I want soup. I'm making cream of mushroom. You always use it for something. It's an ingredient. It's not a soup. It's true. You know, like, like I'll eat it. Like, yeah. Stroganoff all day, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to crack open a can of cream of mushroom and just, like, heat it up. What um, is cream of mushroom? Cream with I think, mushroom in it, I suppose. Is that all it is? I don't know, but if, if it is then that just goes to show how much of an ingredient it is. Barely any. Well, I don't I don't know. It's it's a whole strange thing cuz I wonder if they like milk the mushroom cuz it's the cream of the mushroom. So listen, a cream of mushroom soup okay. is a simple type of soup where a basic roux, which is the cream, it's just okay. thin it's basically thinned cream and then mushrooms are added. It's literally cream that you heat up and then add mushrooms to it. So I think I then take offense at the name cream of mushroom or cream of chicken. I mean, do you take offense at almond milk too? I mean... It's not like there's a teat on an almond. I mean, the almond kind of is a teat, but... Um, <laughs> I can I could get that one. I think it's the word of in there. 
like maybe if it was like cream with mushroom or something you know i could get down with that but cream of mushroom like i don't know i don't like it well okay regardless you have that with these shitty green beans and then unless you eat it right out of the oven all those crispy awesome onions get soggy i could see that sucking i could see that being a, a big deal deal breaker and i'm not a huge fan of green beans to begin with so like there's just a lot going on there that just sucks it's like the coleslaw thanksgiving i can tell you it sounds like your cult is some sort of like anti-casserole no i'm a a uh, casserole guy i just don't like green bean casserole or coleslaw in the wrong setting oh so you're saying i'm like uh uh what were those women called during the prohibition the temperance movement, I think it was called. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like that with casseroles. <laughs> there are right casseroles and there are wrong casseroles. Now put your penis on the table and we'll hit it with the book of casserole. That's exactly. <laughs> that was that was a good good tangent. Um, so Dan, what kind of cult do you think you would have or want to be a part of? So I guess the question is, am I the leader, or do I just want to be a part of it? That was okay. Before we get too far, I have to bring it up right at the beginning of the episode. Um, it's a quote from uh, Craig from the Office. Wait, Craig? Creed? Creed? Yeah, I was like Creed Braxton. I was like, what the crap? Why is this weird? Because they were talking to him. They interviewed him about cults, and he says, "Oh yeah, I've been been in cults. I've led some. <laughs> yeah, made more money that. that way. I've been a follower. Had more fun that way. You know, it's like just such an open and raw line. I loved it." Um, but I think that's up to you. Do you want to lead or do you want to follow? Man. You know, I'm always the type of guy, I think you know this about me, that I'm like, I want to lead it, right? Mm-hmm. But then I'll get annoyed. People start coming to you with questions. No, I mean, I don't care about that. It makes me feel important. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm like, why can't these people just find salvation themselves? Um <laughs> Why do I have to do all the work? I guess it depends on like, okay, so because we have to figure out what type of uh, cult it is. Is it like, because it doesn't necessarily, I wonder, actually, this is a good question. You might know the answer because you're weird. Mm-hmm. Are all cults religion based? Um, I don't think, well, I think by definition, yes. But the term has kind of like spread or not spread, but, like, become accepted with, like, uh, pyramid schemes, you know, or, like, the Lululemons or the... Or yoga. Uh, There's that yogi yeah. cult. Yeah. You know, but I think yoga also traditionally was, like, a religious thing. I think it was, like, uh, Hindu or something like that. And the stretches. Oh, yeah, because they had to represented like uh opening your chakras and stuff right that's definitely where it started it wasn't just stretching for stretching sake but yeah i think by nature they're religious well yeah because i think maybe you're just a movement then if you're not i don't know i probably could google it i'm i'm looking right now and there's three ideal types of cults. Ooh, ideal types. Okay. Yeah. Let's get some learning here. And that's a mystically oriented illumination type, which okay. I'm assuming, based on the wording of this, which I'm not going to get into this, but the, okay, so based on the wording of this, 
is you are gaining knowledge or illumination. So that's the secret. That's the secret. Right. right. You're going to gain the secret, right? Yes. Then there's an instrumental type in which inner experience is sought for its effects. Inner experience? An inner experience. So an, like, so a personal experience or like a your own soul or whatever. Okay. And then there's a service-oriented type, which is focused on aiding others. So that's the yes man cult. It reminds me of the uh, the one where all those people killed themselves with the Kool Aid down in. Well, the that was yeah, because they were hopping on the comet, which is actually a spaceship, right? Right. But they like they if you remember they were living in that little like village, mm-hmm. and like helping one another and creating that type of uh, community and whatnot. So that was more servitude, I suppose, but it also was mixing with like, I don't know, a different type. There's an episode of King of the Hill about that. And the punchline at the end of the episode was everyone drank the Kool-Aid and died. I mean, they did. Oh, yeah, I know. But was that maybe it was Simpsons? I think it was the Simpsons, actually. Cause I, don't, I, remember, I didn't watch like, a ton of King of the Hill, but I did watch some Simpsons back in the day. I don't know. It's weird just thinking about it now. Like, Also, it's weird that drinking the Kool-Aid is just an accepted term now. <laughs> like everyone's you know? just forgotten. <laughs> it's just it's, it's so dark and grim, but oh, oh, you're over there drinking the corporate Kool-Aid. You know? So I guess, though, if we're going to talk about our type of cult, I think we should base it off of the three ideal types. And so I think mine would be definitely... So if that's the case, I think I would... uh... Oh, and by the way, I'm getting... Where I got this information was the uh, Association for the Sociology of Religion. Um, It's an Oxford academic... And it okay. comes it comes from the type a typology of cults by Bruce Campbell. Um, oh, by Bruce Campbell. Okay, not that Bruce Campbell. Um, oh, are you what? sure not that Bruce Campbell? I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It could be he. So Bruce Campbell like studied uh, like mythologies and stuff. Like that was kind of his thing. Let's find out. Like, because he. Uh, he broke down like because he thought like religion and stuff was just uh like great great storytelling and so like he studied all that stuff he's from the university of california in santa barbara is he still alive i'm looking bruce campbell american actor not not what i'm looking for either I don't think it's that bruce campbell (laughs) oh no 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 not that bruce campbell there's wait yeah, I'm pretty sure there's another Bruce Campbell, though, because he did, like, uh, he's where that the story circle comes from, if you ever heard me talk about that. No, I haven't. It's this guy went through, and I'm pretty sure it's the same Bruce Campbell. Like I said, not, like, Army of Darkness Bruce Campbell. That's who I'm thinking of. No, there's an actual guy, well, his name is Bruce Campbell, he's a professor, um, and he like studied all of these mythologies or whatever, and he broke down the basis of a story into something called the hero's journey. And like 
he boiled all of these like stories down. He's like, these are the eight points that you need to have a successful story. And it's this like really, really fascination or fascinating, uh, like dissection of stories and stuff. I feel like that can be its own topic because I dove into that for a good, good long while. Put it in a note. Um, story structure. Yeah. But okay. So Bruce Campbell, I am aware of his work. Okay. So based on his three types, I would say that I would use a mystically oriented illumination type. And like, like I have this knowledge that if you want it, you got to earn it. Okay. How are they earning it? Well, I guess it depends on like what my, you know, here, cause here's a whole other thing is what's my motivation. Right, I like, think that's yeah, absolutely. Because like, because I mean, shit, you could th- you could say Scientology is a cult. Absolutely, you could. And that dude is so rich, like so so rich. But a you also don't know if he truly believes, rich. like what he's what he's doing. I think he does. I still think it qualifies as a cult, but sure. I guess I guess that's my point, though. Like, I wonder if there's cult dudes out there or women um, who are just like after money or fame or whatever. And then, cause like, if you think of like Charles Manson, for example, mm-hmm. like they just like banged it out and were hippies and did their thing. And, but like, he wasn't, really wanted to be a rock star. Wasn't a lot of his stuff though, that like, the CIA was like feeding him drugs or whatever. Like that's the, like, how did this dude keep escaping and stuff? And, Oh, he just has piles of LSD, just piles of it. You know, I don't know. It seems like the sixties, man, you know, like everyone had piles of LSD. It seemed like that's true. You just go down to your local drugstore and, uh, you know, pick it up like five cents with some bubble gum. Right. Maybe like, I mean, that, BDSM candles or something. <laughs> okay. So do you want to be rich or do you just want the power? Well, what I think you if you had the power, you're going to be rich, right? So I just want the power. Okay. You know, because a lot of these people would sell like everything they owned just to come and be part of these communities. I will say this. So I'm going to have a God Okay. Who I'm I'm gonna be like a prophet. Well like, yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. Like I have this thing and I'm the only one who can talk to him. Right, because like the Davidians did that in Waco. Okay. The dude and I can't remember his name right now, but the guy who was leading the those Davidians was basically saying he was a prophet. Um and that's why they like followed him and whatnot. So I'm definitely gonna be a prophet. I'm gonna have knowledge of like creating a life to gain salvation and through that life the through through my followers i'm going to get like treated like a king basically okay so like but i'm going to veil it in like servitude so like they're going to think i'm this guy who's harder harder worker than they are 
I'm going to veil it like there's going to be, it's going to be like an inception cult. So like, I'm going to be the leader of this cult, but I'm going to be serving another person, quote unquote, above me that they didn't never even meet. They don't even, he does, this person doesn't exist. So this is, so it's like Wizard of Ozzy, right? Like you're the man behind the curtain, but they don't get to see the head. Right. Okay. So I'm so like, I'm less of a prophet and more of like a deacon in a way. You're the pope. In a way, yeah, right. Okay. Do they are you having people live under one roof? No. They all have their own little huts or whatever, you know. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, give me give me three tenants. Go. Three tenants? Yeah. What are the things that like? Okay, they have to uh, uphold the grasshopper, and you know, like, what are the? I don't know. <laughs> the rules that they're following. Well, I think the easiest ploy would be to 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 like base it off of. Christianity, because regardless of if you follow it, everyone knows a little bit of something. It's true. If right? it's not broke, don't fix it. So there, I'll just be like, angels are always watching you. Okay. I can commune with them. So whatever you do or don't do, I know because they tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the work that we do to create this civilization for salvation, they're like kind of the, the big brother. Okay. I'm tracking. So that's kind of how I'm going to get them to mind their P's and Q's. And then oh. when people, when people tell me, cause you know how people are like someone fucks yeah. up and they're like, Dan, you know, my name wouldn't be Dan. It'd be like Broderick or something. But, um, <laughs> and they'd be like, Broderick. yeah, Broderick, you know, I saw Sam, you know, eating a cheeseburger and I'd be like Broderick or what did I say the guy's name? Sam. I'd be like, Sam, the archangel Gabriel spoke to me and he told me you were eating a cheeseburger. Zalfoon has given us direct orders that Wednesday is not cheeseburger day. Right. Cause that would be Thursdays. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> we will never be on the path of enlightenment as long as your earthly lusts are leading you down this hole of deceit. I might not even talk. I'll just hire you, right? <laughs> <You'll> just be... <laughs> I'll be like, yo, Sam was eating burgers. Go uh, make him feel bad about it. Judgment, woe be unto you, Samuel. You must go into the mines and receive your 40 lashes this day. I think whipping would definitely be a part of it. Or, I well, so I said 40 lashes just because it was the thing that came to mind. However, what if, like, that was the sign that you did something bad? It was, you just got fake eyelashes. Oh. Because then, like, it's a subtle thing, and, like, people would know. Like, you wouldn't, on the outside, you'd be like, why's that guy got fake eyelashes? But on the inside, you're like, that guy ate a cheeseburger like that's his scarlet letter dude you know what's really weird the first thing i thought of when you said that was ed gein making a nipple belt <laughs> why i don't know like you said that and like nipple belt 
Okay. So do you possess the nipple belt and do you get to dole out judgment with it? I don't know that I want a nipple belt. <laughs> I think I'd hey, have man. a problem wearing it. Sometimes being at the top, you got to do some things you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> like beat people with a nipple belt. Man. Gross. Use their own nipples. <laughs> Maybe that's okay. Maybe you take a nipple for every, it's a two strikes and you're out, you know? Like two nipples. You lose one nipple, it's one strike. Yeah, right? Like, okay. Everyone gets one. But the second one, like, I, well, that would be, that's kind of a good measure, you know? Because then, like, you can know when people are, like, kicked out, like, all right, you're not for this cult anymore, you know? And then people are going out. They're spreading more, like, notoriety about your cult because of the, like, yeah, I got kicked out. Like, I don't have nipples anymore. You know, I can hear the Joe Rogan uh, interview going on right now. So, like, Tell me a little bit about uh, why you have no nipples. Like, what? How did you join this cult? You know, like I'm interested. I want to learn more about that cult already. I think it'd be hard for me to to be a leader of a cult, though, because like I'd want to go hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would want people. Like, I'd take a nipple, right? That's exactly like a Bowie knife and <laughs> right. nine yards. Do it myself. Do you, um, and like, there's a whole ceremony for it. I'm guessing, right? There has to be. You know, there has to be. People need to watch it happen. Um, but I think I'm too much of a stickler on the rules. Well, that's... Because, like, other... a lot of these people, a lot of the cult leaders that you read about had, like, a favorite. Yeah. Uh, or, like, a number two. You know, even I was just saying, like, you could go be the one. To, like, it's already happening. You're under... <laughs> I've got you under my thumb. You don't even know it. That's true. See? that's But that's that makes you a good cult leader, like... You need to be able to sneak in there and be like, boom, all right. We have a deputy already here. That's what their name was. The Branch Davidians. That was their name. The Branch Davidians. Yeah. All right. But what if you don't have rules that are, like, written down? What if, you know, it's about a mindset because we're leading towards a civilization of salvation. You, uh... You know, and the angels are always watching and they can only talk to you. They're constantly giving you updates per day. I'm like, all right, this is the new stuff. And that's what keeps people coming back to you. You're just living your life. And then that's when you're like, Thursday's now cheeseburger day. I need seven Big Macs today. God, I'd be 400 pounds. Well, guess what? Friday, diet day. Of all days, Friday, Friday would not be diet day. I'm, I'm just saying, oh, okay. Well, we just got an update from the boss upstairs. We're not dieting anymore. No, it's actually, just fry Friday. Uh, tequila day. I would keep it very simple, right? Wing Wednesdays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cheeseburger Thursdays. <laughs> Fish fry Friday. Okay. I'm Sunday, Sunday so would be diet day. Um, Monday would be just, you just don't eat. Monday is the intermittent fasting day. You know what it is? I would, I would, because I'm salty about everything all the time. All right. I would make it to where all of, like, 
the American culture, how they're like, oh, like TGIF, right? Cool. Like mm-hmm. Friday's going to rock. Friday's going to be great. You know, we're going to have fish fry. We're going to play cornhole. It's going to be a great time. But Monday, you're going to suffer. It's true. Like if you're going to bitch about it, you're going to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> so are you changing the days though? Like are you trying to make Monday the new Friday? Or are you doubling down? I'm doubling down. Oh, so you're you're joining the Garfieldian uh, school of thought here. What is that? I hate Mondays. Oh, right. Yeah, no, like I'm going to eat. <laughs> right? Because I've already, I'm talking to angels here. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To keep my strength up. Exactly. You have to keep in constant connection. Right. But everybody but, else? But, yeah, the serfs? No. You guys, nothing today. You're going to, yeah, suffer. So you're going to diet but, Sunday, and all you're going to want is to eat. Now you get nothing. But if you sneak something, I'm going to know. Because <laughs> Jan's going to tell me, but I'm going to say, like, Raphael freaking told me what's going on. Okay. I say, you know what? You don't get anything on Monday. I say you don't even get water. I mean, right? yeah, why not? They're not going to die. Exactly. They'll be fine for one day. There needs to be a little bit of craziness behind it. You know, if you forget to, like, eat or whatever on Sunday, sucks to be you. But now you're going to have those, like, weird, like, hunger hallucinations. And you're going to be like, I saw it. I, I saw in the grand scheme of things why food was so important. I think I'm going to up the ante a little bit, though. These days. I'm going to up the ante and say that when you become a member, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to change physically. Huh. Like when you get accepted into whatever the name of my place is, like that's you. You are reborn as that person. Kind of like, like I don't know about you, man, but like growing up and stuff. And I was like, oh, you're gonna you die and you go to heaven. Like that's however you die. It's kind of like you ever hear the thing like if you died right now, what you're wearing would be your ghost clothes forever. I have not heard that. But <laughs> I did not think about that. Right, like. <laughs> So, like, choose wisely. You know how I always make fun of those shoes you wear? Mm-hmm. Like, if you died in those shoes, those are the only shoes you'd ever be able to wear ever again and you're, as a ghost. That's true. Right? So, like, same deal. You decide to wear a shirt with a kitten on it, that's the only shirt you can ever wear again. <laughs> and, like, you weigh, you're fat? Well, you're going to be fat oh. forever. Okay. So, like... Beyond just like your like physical meat appearance, but like no, the clothes buying six of the same shirt. Yeah, you might as well buy ninety of them because <laughs> this is it. Like if Target ever stops selling it, you're out of luck. Right, you're out. So you better pray. But so you're not you're not giving people robes. No. Why should no? They should be comfortable serving me. Well, what happens if you have someone that's been there for 60 years and they're, like, running around naked because they don't have any clothes anymore? <laughs> Patagonia goes out of business and they're like, I don't know what to do, boss. Well, I, I can't. Like, I've checked all the Goodwills in the area. I don't have my underwear anymore. They don't make like, it. Like, what do I do? I'd be like, in 60 years, you didn't learn how to sew? Like, if you have to embroider a kitten on a shirt, like, get after it. 
talk to Marge. She knows how to do it. <laughs> okay, so we have food-themed days, and we have you will stay the same. Right. You can age, obviously. Can't control yeah. that. But, like, you know, you better choose wisely when you walk through that door. Do, okay, do they know, like, is there a ceremony? Like, Has do to they... be. Yeah, I was just going to say, there needs to be some type of initiation. Well, so, if I walk in unbeknownst and I'm like, oh, well, today I'm wearing yoga pants and slippers, like, I guess that's my choice? Or is it like, no, before you're in, you get, a, like, a time to pick? Hmm. Or is that part of the mystique is like, nope, what you're wearing is what you're wearing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of like, so, you know, I don't know how much you know about, like, motorcycle gangs. But, like, <laughs> they'll sit there and you'll be you'll become, like, a, a probationary guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of a sudden, they'll be like, hey, here's your patch. You got five minutes to put it on or you're not a member. <laughs> and so, like, these dudes would carry a needle and thread with them every day just to be able to put it on in that five minutes. Huh. Um, I think it'd be like that. It'd be like, you come in and you're, you're like thinking you're smart and you're like, oh yeah, today's the day. Right? And so you come in your yoga pants and sandals and it's not the day. And then tomorrow you come in with a salmon colored polo shirt and blue jeans. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You're in. No, no, right. you're just like a Chad. Right. It's in a way, it kind of like preps you. It's like, man, I, I, I wear my yoga pants again. You know. But secretly, that's just you, though. Right. Picking and choosing what you think is funny. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait for you to wear a shirt with a cat on it. I'm waiting for you to like have your laundry day. Cause I know, <laughs> I know when it'll happen. <laughs> like you normally wear boxers, and today you're wearing briefs. Today's the day. Guess you're a briefs guy for the rest of your life. Oh, is that a woman's shirt? Is that your wife's shirt? Guess it's your shirt now for the rest of forever. Dude, Sorry, listen, I'm, I'll wear a dirty shirt before I wear, like, my wife's shirt. That's, I don't think, like, your wife's shirt would even fit you. Do you wear Jory's shirts? No. Okay. She wears all of my shirts, and I'm like, stop it. I picked them because I like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a closet full of clothes over there. Like you wear those. All right. Well, I'm I'm kind of interested in what you would want. Well, now that I've had time to think about it, so I definitely am with you on like the mystic knowledge. I'm down there, but I'm not. I don't think I want like salvation. Like I don't think it's religious. Okay. I think my whole thing is built on like. <laughs> If you follow these steps, right? Like, because I'm definitely going to have a compound. Like, we're going uh, whatever the, like, some sort of, like, camp sort of experience. But the whole reason people join my cult is because they want mind powers. Oh. Right? Like. It's kind of like the men who stare at goats. Uh, never seen it. You need to. So basically, but, it's okay. I'm going to yeah. tell you about this real quick. Go for it. So the men who stare at goats is a movie. It's got like George Clooney in it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like one of those movies that you don't know why he did it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
So he's this dude, and I forget. He was like a journalist or something. No, okay. no, back up. I'm sorry. I don't want to give too much of the movie away in case somebody wants to watch it. But basically, he joins the army, and he joins this, like, <coughs> specialized group of people who have, like, superpowers. Can, like, move things with their minds or um, can become invisible and, like, things like that. And okay. part of this was <laughs> staring at a goat and making it and killing it. <laughs> and uh so that's <laughs> and it's an incredible movie but that's <laughs> it reminds me of what you're saying because you're like it's a compound i'm like oh the army you know barracks and whatnot mm-hmm. um mind powers and i'm like the men who stare at goats i mean that sounds exactly like what i want to do you know because i think i don't know to what extent my mind powers are I can tell you that I'm going to have a big budget for fishing line um, because I think it's it's all, like, unimpressive, right? Like, I think that's how I get people in is, like, look, I can move this cup with my mind and then it, like, shuffles across the table six inches and people are like, shut up, you know, like, blows their mind. I want really stupid people. I don't want, like, really highbrow people but i want to elevate them to that level i think it's interesting that you think you would get highbrow people yeah no but well that's what i mean like i don't want to be like oh if you do this like you can levitate this ball a hundred yards like you know that might attract people who are like i want like the most power like no i want people who are like i want to move stuff with my mind too and it's like cool sell all your possessions move to my compound then let's go I'm kind of you know, sold. You're what? I'm kind of sold on this. Right? And that's... So, okay. I think I think what we do is... Okay. I, I go around and I snake oil salesman people, right? Like, I tell them. And people figure it out really quick. Like, no, this guy sucks. And then, you know, I do the, like... Oh, look, the card's spinning in between my hands because I'm holding it with my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And certain people are like, teach me your way, oh, master. And I say, you know, like, you just got to connect with the magnetic polarity. And I'll have, like, some pseudoscience that sounds right. And they'll be like, I'm in. Like, teach me everything. And I say, okay, I need your address. I need you to quit your job. I need you to sell everything. And I need a briefcase full of your money. And that's it, right? Like, you just sit and wait in your house until then. They contact you. They do all this stuff. And then you abduct them in the middle of the night, like once they're in. Like day before foreclosure because they've given you all your money. Yeah. And, like, you don't let them sit too long. But it's, like, midnight, and they're asleep and you roll in with your like mind mobile which is just a van with an eye spray painted on the side of it and uh you kick the door into the house and you like take them you wrap them up they're terrified they wake up in texas somewhere where that's where the compound's gonna be probably that seems like the right place for it and they're outside of just like this wooden gate 
and they have like a tracksuit or a robe. I'm not quite sure what I, they're definitely getting some sort of like uniform because I need a way to like advance people and like tear them of their rank, you know? So I don't know, maybe it's an artist's smock and that's all people get to start with. Um, but that's it. Your, your suitcase is gone and you just get your smock and it's there. And then they put it on and they come in and it's like the opening of a movie. You would see like the gates open and like people would be like running. People would be like squeezing their temples, like looking at coins and stuff. And I think I eventually just elevate other people. I'm just making the army is what I just realized, you know, because I'm promoting people to go do this work and that work and this work. Dude, you're, you're more like a fight club right now. Kind of, because I'm going to tell people like, all right, now you're in charge of this person, but like, I don't tell them anything. They don't get any secrets. They don't get any of this. It's just like, I can see the way is the way is strong with you. Right. And so he gets like a patch or he gets a sticker. Right. Maybe it's just he gets a Sharpie mark on his forehead. You're like a serotonin type of guy. You're like, hey, listen, you're the you're the one, right? Like you keep building people up, but they actually don't do anything. Like that's not like exactly, yeah, right. And that's but so then they run, they pretty much like run the camp, and I'm I'm in the top, like lighting my cigars with hundos. But then like people keep coming to me, and they're like. You know, like, we, we need another, like, like, what do we need to do? Of Like, oh, you'll know. Like, uh, the clue is, like, blue oysters, you know? And then, like, they leave. And so they're thinking about blue oysters. But really, I'm just making sure that they're taking care of my new initiates so they don't die, you know? Like, all right, run them through putting out candles with your mind, you know? I mean, it could be kind of fun for you because, like, they're going to do something. You don't know Absolutely. what it is. And that's, see, now all you're doing is you're following the narrative. You're following the story. Like, put this guy in an airtight room. And when the candle goes out, he's done it. Right? He has to figure out why. Maybe there was a breeze. Maybe he sneezed, right? But, like, depending on how into it this guy is who's trying to put the candle out, if he's like, I did it. Like, I, I conquered the skill, you know? then we give that guy more power and the guy who's actually been there for three months already, he still can't put the candle out right now. That guy's going to start having a mental breakdown and we've got a little drama going on here. Maybe he kills the guy who blew the candle out. And that's exactly it. I think we start creating like a class of elites and peasants. We're forming Soviet communism right now. (laughs) And it just like you know the show runs itself. That's kind of I think what I want is it's just day to day entertainment, and all I have to do is like, look, I can place this quarter in to the uh, the pot machine, and I can pull it out using my mind. You know, people are like, whoa, he can get free soda pop with it. You know, that's what I mean. Very low stakes for me. Very high stakes 
and if nothing else, a great story for everyone else who was involved, you know? I think it's interesting that, like, you're basing it on communism, too. Well, I'm just thinking, I think naturally, there's going to rise the people who think they're better than everyone else. When realistically, again, I'm not telling them that they're better than everyone else. If anything, I'm just like, you get a good, here's your golden star sticker for the day, right? And, like, that's that's all they get. They get that dopamine spike, and it's like, oh, I'm doing it. Like, I can move stuff with my mind. And they can't. There's Like, someone bumped the table when he was trying to move the glass of water, and it worked. That's fair. So that's, you know, I just want it to be fun for everyone. <laughs> Except the person getting freaking hit in the head with a bowling ball because he blew out a candle on accident. Hey, you know. Sometimes you just need to not be ambitious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that the universe promoted him that way. But you know what? That jealousy, maybe that's going to lead you to start moving coins. You know? Tap into that a little bit more. See where that leads you. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm just cold reading people, telling them what they want to hear. Is I all I know is I have a quarter in front of me. I'm trying to move it right now. See, boom, you're already in. <laughs> uh, and that's I think I do want to get like really weird with the, uh, you know, like people who wear the smocks they don't get to leave the compound because like your butt's hanging out. Like it's not a good look for anyone. But speak I speak for yourself. Wait, what? I mean, if if I'm just wearing a smock and my butt's hanging out. All I know is that I gotta beat people off with a stick. Exactly. I'm not sending those type of people out into society to like get the, uh, you know, the food and all that. I think it's like the level two initiates. I think you go from smock. I want to say like robes, but I think we're gonna hold off on robes, right? Like a, a nice silk or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like a pajama, you know, like. Uh... Or like. <laughs> I kind of think it would be funny to go straight from smock to zoot suit, right? Oh, like, okay. yeah, just big pinstripe suit. Yeah. Baggy pants, wallet chain. Those are the people that go out to Costco. And so it's like hooderites almost. They come back, they bring all the stuff, whatever. I think the tier after, I think that's where you get robes and like crazy amounts of costume jewelry. But they're like wool robes. Yeah. Because you're not there yet. No, you're not quite there. But I think also once you get the wool robe and the costume jewelry, you're not a no. Okay, you're allowed to leave. There's there's one more after. That's when like you give them. Okay, you get like a feathered headdress, and like whatever other crazy thing you can think of, right? Because it makes you laugh when you see it. But you tell them like you're giving up your freedoms now, right? Like. When you started, you were stuck here because that's what you needed. And then you could go out in the world. But now we need you again. Like, you're giving up everything, everything now. Because after this, you're going to be able to light candles with your mind, man. Like, you could, in theory, start small forest fires. Like, great power. We need you here. You know, start messing with people that way. I think you need a nude level. Or is that you? Are you just naked all the time? Man, that would be... Okay, so I'm down in Texas, so it would definitely be, like, nice. Right. Temperate. 
all the time. Okay, I think I think nudity comes when you're. Can you take a test to advance, and like that's part of it? I mean, this is your cult. That's where I'm like, okay, yeah, I think you have to prove yourself so many times, like three times a week. Like, so right? you need like, to gain nudity. Like, you need to you need to like earn the right to be naked. Well, no. So I was gonna say okay. this is turning into a Beastie Boys song real quick. <laughs> so. I get some sort of like uh, American Ninja Warrior esque course, right? Maybe there's a couple different ones. We keep them secret though, because that's the thing. And so, after you've blown the candle out three different times in a week, right? Like you've done something to like, all right, the cosmic energies—they're on your side. If they truly are on your side, this is how you need to overcome it. We abduct them again in the middle of the night when they're in their barracks, right? And they wake up in a chair. And it's like, Jeffrey, if you are here and you're ready to take the challenge, like you must disrobe the smock. And then you need to go through this obstacle course naked. But on the other side, and it's always like lit up. You can always see the goal. Then like once you get there, you then get to put on the zoot suit and you have emerged victorious on the other side, right? Like, because then we can just wash the smock and we can use it, you know, we keep costs down that way. Right, totally. I think that's where you're you're nude, you know? And I think... So it's like, like Roman gladiator nude. Like, you're only nude yeah. when you're, you know, earning it. Exactly. Because, but I think if you, like, fail or whatever... You have to make the walk of shame or something like there's some way that you have to re-earn the smock because like when you when you get rid of it you lose everything you know that's your status you're gone and it's like all right well now you're naked so like naked's almost like shameful exactly like not it i mean it's half shameful but it's also okay, like, that person tried and failed. Like, you need to make sure that you're ready to take the test, you know? Otherwise, so, you're going to be naked all the time. I think to get your thing back, like, you go back and you do, like, one test. Like, you blow the candle out, you move the quarter, whatever, one time, and then you get it back. Yeah, but, like, you're full of shit, though. So, like, this person is not going to be able to blow the candle. Yeah, and so that's when you have, like... So they're just going to be you naked. Know, you're going to have a ton of naked people all over the place. No, because you you hook your candles up because they're special candles. Oh, and they're like they're like hooked to a button or something, and like you can click and like you know it goes out, you know. So you're really controlling the mental state of all these people. Oh, absolutely. Again, that's why I'm going for dumb people who aren't going to be like, wait a second, I see the wire. Like that candle's just hooked up. To... <laughs> I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> There's some way, you know, and so maybe there are people that are nude for two or three days, but that's the thing, you know, it's like, oh, maybe they're not for it. So is there like a final test though? Like, how do you like, so when people keep it, because people are going to advance. Absolutely. And you need to like, get rid of them. I think that's when, I don't think anyone ever rises above like headdress status, right? I think they transcend 
and because you haven't told anyone that you're here in Texas. I think that's when you just tell them like, are you ready for like the final test to like, we need to sedate you. You're going to go on like a vision quest. You tell them and you get them all like pumped up. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then they wake up. So like you drug them, they're out. Then they wake up in like a tiny little apartment in like Quebec. And you put them in like blue jeans and a white shirt and you make it like some semblance of, uh, of like they were alive there. But then you like put a note on the refrigerators and it's like, Hey, sorry, I'm going to have to evict you because blah, 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 whatever, some reason. Right. And so you essentially just gaslight these people to forgetting that the past, however long time they were in, Texas was even Oh, so real. you're trying you're trying to make it so like you didn't even exist. Exactly. Right? And so they're like, I had this like weird dream for like a couple months. And I don't remember that it was from Canada. But maybe, you know. I mean that's kind of a but leap all... to go from Texas to Canada. Bring someone in. And that's like, exactly it. Like an international like illegally over the border. Exactly, because they don't have papers. They're not going to know, you know, I've got it worked out with like border crossing. Like I give them like, I don't know, some McDonald's every week or something. It's not much just because it's like, here's a little bit. Here's one person. They're probably going to be good for the economy. Like they might be homeless for a couple weeks. It's fine. A couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Whether, while they're mentally trying to sort out their life for the last six months. Well, because then the hope is that they start their own, like, society up there, you know, and it's like, did you go through a simulation? It's like, yeah, I did. Like, this weird, like, you were naked for, like, three days. Like, I remember you, you know. But none of them know that it was in Texas. It was just hot. So you're just banking on the fact that no one knows where you are. Exactly. Well, that's why, you know. You almost need to be like, no one no one can see you. You need to wear a veil. Because, like, maybe, yeah. you know, once the media gets involved, and they're like, oh, look at this homeless-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I am, I think I am naked. Maybe I wear, like, some cod piece that is, like, very noticeable. But then I just wear, like, different uh colors of tool all around me i think yeah because you want to be able to like go to burger king <laughs> you know what i mean I absolutely do and not get like heckled by the public <laughs> so <laughs> i'm wearing like it's a cod piece but it's like the sun and it's very pointy and it's really uncomfortable but i mean when i'm walking around the compound that's all i'm wearing right and the tool oh so wait you're like everyone's seeing it at the compound. Everyone gets to see me, but they, again, my face is like obscured by a tool. I know, but I'm saying like you're naked. Well, like I said, there's something covering my junk, right? So like I am naked, but they don't get to see like the good part, you know, I think you should let them. (laughs) Well, maybe that's like an honor thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, oh, you're not a schmock person. Take loincloth off. Like, bow down. Praise exactly. the penis. Because I think that's how I, like, I let people know, too, is like, listen, there's a fine line between shame and pride. Being naked doesn't mean that you're a failure. It means that you try, you know? Oh, wow. So, like, Listen people to you. Can You've been a cold here before. Let them think about it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not whether or not you succeed or fail. <laughs> it's all about whether or not you tried. See, this is, like I said, I'm trying to set it up to be as successful as the people who are in it are stupid. And so the people who think they're better than everyone else are going to become better than everyone else. And then they wake up in Canada. (laughs) What an insult. (laughs) (laughs) Completely unintentional. But that's, uh, I think that's the kind of cult that I'm going for, you know, real feel goody. And if nothing else, people are going to be like, yeah, real crazy stuff happened. But I definitely feel better about myself. Okay. So you're not looking to like, well, I mean, you're taking everything from them, but at the end, they're going to feel good. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily like, I don't think I'm living in a McMansion. I think like 80% of the proceeds go back into the camp, you know, like I'm taking care of everyone. We've got cooks on staff or maybe they're not on staff. No, your freaking people are cooking. Schmocks. Yeah. Schmocks are cooking. It's true. Well, because, okay, smocks are cooking, and then I think that's where possibly the downfall comes, or that's where, like, the uh, the Robert Downey Jr., like, movie, it wouldn't be Robert Downey Jr., it'd be someone else, but uh, that's where the, the, like, movie gets made, is, like, someone's in the kitchen, and he gets to, like, see someone delivering something, and, like, he remembers the outside world or something like that. And, you know, then it becomes this, like, whole thing, like, he tries to dig out. I don't know. Like, I go for a while. On Do you know who uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson is? I don't, but I'm going to Google Brendan Gleeson. He's, uh, like, he's in every Irish movie ever. Um, oh, yep, he's the dad. And, okay, yeah. That's who... <laughs> I picture him in a schmock, first off. And that's the guy who would look at the dude and be like, oh, I remember the outside world. Are you sure this isn't the guy that plays me in the movie adaptation? You're not that fat. What? I mean, Brent, I mean, he's a big man. I know, but I could. Okay, let me see if I can find. I have this very. Like. I want to see this man pretty much in, like, a conch, right? Like, okay, what I need you to do is I need you to Google. <laughs> um, the name is Dagother, D-A-G-O-T-H-U-R, right? Like, he's the boss in this video game. Honestly, for you, <laughs> oh, what's that guy's name? No, not Shia LaBeouf. It's, no, we're talking. He's got to have red hair. 
give me one second. Let me figure out the name of this guy real fast. I'm telling you, you got to Google this guy named Dave Gother because this is the like Seth Green. Seth Green? You're. <laughs> I can see Seth Green dressing up like this too. No, that's who's going to portray you. Yeah, so I'm saying Google this thing and I'll put Seth Green kind of vaguely in like. Well, tell me what I got to type. Picture. Google Dagoth Ur. Like, that's kind of, sort of. Maybe put, like, the headpiece over the crotch. Like, Wait, hold on. Dagoth Ur? Yeah, you are. Oh, hold on. Like, he's the boss in this yep. very old okay. game. All right. And, like, put, put that headpiece over the crotch, right? Like, that's what I'm picturing. Like, some very elaborate. Okay, but I could see. <laughs> <laughs> look at his <laughs> look at how he smiles <laughs> you know the the secret to becoming the the greatest is you just gotta believe in yourself you know you gotta come come up top and just put that flame out <laughs> you and need more hyphenation Brendan, Brendan Gleeson <laughs> is just Brendan Gleeson's like, here. he's the cook, like the disgruntled cook. And Seth, and Seth Green a, comes I in with this, and kids before, like, with this mask on. Honestly, everyone in your cult should have red hair, too. I think they have to dye their hair red. The gingers. The gingers. Well, because that's, I think, I think escape is easy. Nope. Okay. I'm making a decision. I want armed guards, right? Like, I want guys with AKs. Walking like on watchtowers and stuff, but this guy like sneaks out, and then like that's the thing is like you get to see the symbol that we like draw on people's foreheads when they're like they're powering up or whatever. Like he gets a card in the mail, and he knows that like I'm still keeping tabs on him, right? And there's like kids will show up and they'll have like the markings on their hand and stuff. Yeah, okay, I could see this being a good movie. It'd be suspenseful. <laughs> I think it would be, especially when people aren't eating. Actually, you should adapt my uh, Suffer Monday like mantra. Well, man, do I give them a day? Or is that part of the being like nude is like... Oh, like the sacrifice you- to gain... Like, you're the most nude, or, like, you're the most vulnerable. And so, like, I don't think it's a sacrifice. I think it's you don't have the right to until you earn the smock again, right? And so, like, you're really hitting people with that desperation again. You push people to their absolute limits. And then that's when you, like, click the button and the candle goes out. Okay, okay. Or something like that. And then, like, someone walks in and, like, throws, like, a, <laughs> a slice of bologna on them. And it, like, slaps on them and makes a very funny noise. But then they, like, eat it like a rabid rat. And that's where it's like, all right, you've earned this again. I don't know. Things right. are going to get a little Western, but I don't know. It's weird. You're still tired, even though you're supposed to be awake. Oh, I know. I worked, I worked night shift for three years. It was awful. Okay, so he knows. Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. Ooh. I think 
I think there's a heavy amount of ayahuasca that gets drank at my cult as well. 100% has to. Like, has to. I'm kind of having regret about, um, you know, not having more of a militant style cult. Well, how, how do you change it? God's angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I kind of went into, like, a lot of where they lived and stuff. And you just were like, people are in huts. No, I, no, do you? no, listen, I said huts, and then I corrected myself and said whatever they're going to live in, probably, you know, handmade shacks. But, like, are, you don't have a central compound, or are you like, no, go be throughout the city? No, we're we're in a compound, for sure. Okay. You know, like, we're, they're gardening, and, like, we have animals. <laughs> See, that's, cults can only work. If there's no one on the outside telling you how dumb it looks on the inside. I think the more I uh, think about my cult, it's it's almost more so like, uh, I'll tell you here in one second. There's a cult. It's been done. It's been done. And I don't want to be a copycat. <laughs> and it's been done by the People's Temple. They're the ones that killed themselves with Kool-Aid. Jim Jones okay. founded it. I'm thinking like like Fight Club had it right. Like use people against themselves. Yeah, because like, no one's the harshest critic except you, you know? Right, like, oh, you're a pussy. You couldn't kick so-and-so's ass? You know, like, it's unspoken, but you've lost respect. Absolutely. You know? And I think that's, that's something to kind of key in on. Hmm. So you've got like your food thing. Can people trade clothes? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. I'm just trying to think. Like, what's the thing that? I guess what's the like? Okay, that's right. We're leading towards salvation. Right. But like food, is there like something else that they have to do? Like you're saying, like, what do they got to do? They just got to make food and like just hang out. Is that what you're? I guess so. Yeah. Like, what's what's a what's the day to day look like? I mean, they're working all the time. Like at normal jobs, or no, like in the compound. Like they're oh, you've got them, you've got them hoeing stuff. They're they're hoeing, they're building, you know, buildings and whatnot, and uh, okay, you know, focusing on irrigating the crops, feeding the cows, you know, all that stuff. Um, so you just have an Amish settlement, is what you have, right? In a way, correct. People are doing barn raisins. When I say they can, yeah. <laughs> I want it. I when want they... it to be like bipolar, right? So the highs are high and the lows are lows. Okay. So like, yeah, you guys have been like the crops are looking great. Everyone's been, you know, the angels haven't been telling me anything, right? Mm-hmm. We're having ourselves a hoedown. Right? Like, get the guitars out. Get, you know, play some music. We'll dance. We'll eat some wings on a Tuesday, maybe. Right? Whoa. And, uh... I like that. Like, we're going I like out. that they can change the food. If they cooperate. Oh, absolutely. But I like that, you know, there's a moment where you're like, no, wing Tuesday today. Right. You still get the tacos, but you also get wings. Exactly. Like, 
I've been here for 10 years and this is the first time it's ever happened, you know? Right, right. because now they're going to be like, oh, look at this merciful man, this prophet, you know? Um, and then, but like if they fuck around, they don't find out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait a second, hold up here. So, in the times of plenty, on Burger Thursdays, they're getting Big Macs. But in the times of few... Like, they're only getting little sliders from, like, White Castle. Right, yeah. Without pickle. <laughs> That's the difference, is, like, the harvest is just lesser. But it's still, like, you're still getting the food. It's just smaller. <laughs> so you're getting, like, those little mini tacos. <laughs> <laughs> You go from Qdoba to mini tacos. <laughs> yeah. There's only one Qdoba for the whole compound. Like, you guys get, you gotta share. Sorry, that's what we're doing. Right. Maybe the uh, sugar snap pea should have tasted better, Janet. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you Bill. You didn't put your heart and soul into it. <laughs> okay, I'm liking where this is going now. Because, like, there's got to be – it can't be neutral, right? You can't just be yeah. like, oh, yeah, everyone's happy. We're living here. You know, there's got to be that – they got to know that if they screw around that there's going to be hell to pay. Does somebody get sacrificed? I mean, I wasn't like going to go there, but I, I would. I'm just saying, like, if, if Jerry keeps, like, screwing up churning butter, like, does Jerry die – I think, like, when we're talking about descent, <laughs> is different than not churning the butter all the way. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, wow, Dave, this butter's a little runny again, second week in a row. <laughs> you ever been tossed into a briar patch naked? Because <laughs> you're going to find out and then just do it, right? Mm-hmm. But Jerry who's been questioning whether or not I can speak to angels. <laughs> you know, there's a lot you can go off of. I'm thinking like inverted crucifixion. See, I don't think you go that route. Well, maybe you do. I'm not sure yet. For a guy like I Jerry, think, you do, but yeah. I think people go on a journey, right? Like, right? Dave has to see if he, he's going on the journey. Let's see if he comes out alive on the other side. You know, this is the trial. This is just a spike pit, but. <laughs> that's that's covered. He can't see it, but. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, the person, okay, the person on top can see it, right? Everyone can see the visible fear in his eyes. But they're all, like down below like watching him and they're like cheering him on like go and he's like it's a lie no and then you push him in it's like the journey has begun we shall see if he emerges in a week i don't know i don't i don't know that i would want them to watch i'd want it to be like okay like every, i want everyone to know that he's getting taken away to go mm -hmm. on his journey and Everyone, because everyone knows he's, like, causing this dissension. Yeah. So, like, okay, Jerry. If you, if you're correct in your thoughts, 
then you will be able to get through this path. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh my God, you know, nobody knows what to think because I'm the guy, right? Like it's me. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like giving Jerry the opportunity to prove essentially that I'm false. Okay. The right to be challenged. I like it. Right. So like. Makes it theme authentic. Well, I mean, the right to be challenged is he walks away with us to go through this journey and he just, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. You know, everyone's like, like, I don't know what my name would be like. Holy savior. (laughs) What of Jerry? Have you heard word? And I'd be like, no. But listen, the angels tell me that he was needed in heaven. He was needed on the planet Zaldafon. Right. And then, you know, everything goes back to normal. Okay. I could get down with that. I mean, granted, Jerry just, you know, like you said, fell into a spike pit. But nobody needs to know that. I think his like plaintiff wails need to be heard by people though. Like it happens at like midnight and people like hear him in the distance like wailing. And that, that's part of the mystery, you know. Was it Jerry? Was it not? It, exactly like at night, like you can hear the wails and then you can tell people like sometimes like the veil is thin and the angels can be heard. Like, interpreting it is the difference, you know. That's what I think. Well, because then you're also rooting out people that are really perceptive. Right. And maybe striking fear in those that plan to dissent too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there is also the option that, like, a cult starts within the cult when they're like, no, I heard the noises. Like, this is what they're saying. And they get, like seven or eight people to join them. I mean, there'd be a lot of people taking that journey. Or a good old-fashioned stoning. Okay. Yeah. You only need to stone a few people before everyone else gets in line. Right? Or what was... I feel like there was a movie where, like... uh, Oh, man, what was it? It was like, these guys did this bad thing and so, like, as punishment, cool as punishment, they, like, had a festival, right? Like, oh, everyone's happy, whoa. And then, like, people are, like, doing pinatas or whatever. And then, like, part of the thing was they realized that, like, oh, like, the people are, who did bad stuff are in the pinatas or are the scarecrows. or I can't exactly remember what it was, but it was something like that, you know? I was just thinking so, in uh, Sons of Anarchy. There was a uh, a dude who they think like snitched or whatever. Not in the not yeah. in a motorcycle game, but on like a Native American reservation. Mm-hmm. And they buried him like shoulders up exposed. Oh yeah. And like had ants attacking him. <laughs> yeah, they did that in the mummy. Yes. I'd do that. I Okay. This is how it works. I think this is your your uh, your angle. You say if someone starts questioning stuff or causing dissent, right? Like, oh, 
I just had a revelation. They need to go on a journey. And this is a, a joyous time, right? This is a time for celebration. And I think that is. They disappear. You have a festival. And I think at night, yeah, you bury them right outside the walls and have fire ants eat their face. Right. And they like, they hear these noises. And that's when you tell them, like, again, hey, the angels, you know. And then more people just disappear if they start questioning stuff. But then guess what? Time for another party because people like partying. I don't know. <laughs> You're just spitballing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just going here, you know. Cults are going to be cults. So I guess what it comes yeah. down to is my what? cult would be a mystic, illuminated cult focused on gaining entrance into eternal happiness through a bipolar, semi-militant, violent <laughs> compound where you have to wear the same clothes forever, stay the same weight forever, and eat a diet of tacos, wings, burgers, and fried fish, basically. Um, well, so, okay, I, I see a red flag here. I feel like some people are going to gain a lot of weight. They need to and- hoe faster. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm not going to have a John Deere tractor. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I'm with you. Yeah. Like, eating fried food all the time, you're going to get fat. Not if you're a farmer. Oh, okay. You know, that works. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't make pottery if you're getting fat. Like, go hit the fields <laughs> or you're taking a journey. <laughs> I was thinking the clothes soon wouldn't fit and that would be a problem, but that would solve that issue, I think. <laughs> So yeah, so that's that's kind of how I'm going. And basically like my end goal is just to like live in cuz I have all their money. Yeah. So I'm just living large. They don't know it. But like I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm taking a week to, you know, speak to the angels." And really I'm in like Fiji just like loving life. Did you ever watch is it the unbearable Kimmy Schmidt? No. So the whole premise was like, uh, these like chicks were, there was like 12 girls and they all lived in a bunker and there was like a guy and he was pretty much like the prophet. Right. And he said that the world ended and they all had to live down there because the air was like dangerous and blah, blah, blah. But really like he was just a dude living life. And these, like, 12 girls all just, like, lived in this bunker and hated their lives. And then she eventually, like, they find out about it, they break her out, and then she has to learn how to become part of society after all this stuff. But that sounds like that's what you're doing. Okay. You're just living your life, but you have this, like, your, like, job, your 9 to 5 is cult leader. Yes, 100%. Like, that sums it up. You still go home at night. You still are happy with your wife and kids. But, man, people have been asking questions. I have to enact some judgment today. (laughs) People going on some journeys today. Oh, well, tell them to have fun on their journeys. Right. (laughs) And then you just are, I don't know. Just a fun, mystic, like, 
I guess when you boil it down, really, it's just a self-betterment cult. Like, you would think about it, like, you just need to be happy about yourself. You need to take pride in your work. And uh, good things will happen to you. You know, it's pretty easy. I think you need, I'm going to say to our listeners, you need to watch the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. I mean, it um, sounds exactly like what I described, so. Right, I mean, it, yeah, it's 100% that. Um, and I think that's, yeah, I think that, I think that wraps it up. I think so. This was a, this was a good one. This was a good return to form. I think uh, I'm going to make a request for, for the next, next episode. Um, All right. You put in a topic, so our so our viewers know how we figure this out, <clears throat> is we have a shared note, and we just add topics, and we uh, just randomly select one to talk about. Mm-hmm. You would put one in there about horse-sized ducks, or <laughs> duck-sized horses. Yes. And I request that we do that one for our next episode. I'm absolutely fine. Okay. And I'm going to see if maybe <clears throat> we can get a special guest. Um, Ooh. And uh, we'll, we'll liven it up a little bit and uh, see, what we can, see what we can do. Maybe Brock. Well, sounds back. good. <laughs> get, a, get a good old Brock back again? Yeah, we need some broccoli in our lives, I think. Um, broccoli. I actually think you did that the last time we introduced him. I probably did, because it's funny. Every time. Every time. Well, I guess until next time, folks. Until next time, thank you for joining us on uh, DOS Q&A. DOS. It feels good to be back, uh, even if we are doing it. We're, you know, we're adapting to change. We're adapting to change. I think that's uh, that's how we're rolling. And we're learning. We're moving forward. Here to bring you the next new thing. So thank you for joining us for Volume Four. And Shiloh, uh, it was wonderful reconnecting. It was good. We'll have to keep doing this regularly, or else bad things will happen.